Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Uh, and people want to hate on him, but like, Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like, say what you want. Oh, oh. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion, Matt Ryan, too. Brando. Hey, Pat, would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational? Both. Both have MVPs. And John. Pat, I have a question right. for you. Is Cam Newton a generational talent? I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Joe Flacco not. has a Super Bowl MVP. Look at the stats, dog. He has the stats. Look, look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco on Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies Pat and Brando. Of course, you guys can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We are a Buffalo Rumblings podcast victory monday how we uh how we feeling after that game has your heart recovered yet the coffee always tastes better on a victory monday morning that is true yeah that is true how <laughs> i know we're all like worn out from our days here on a monday but like how was the game watching for you guys yesterday what was what was the roller coaster like well it was definitely a very superstitious experience um per usual um unfortunately um i usually don't Chew chewing tobacco, but it does seem to be the difference maker <laughs> in all of these Bills games. So my throat hurts very badly right now, but I had to do it for the Bills. And um, also, it's it's a little bit difficult because my sister was actually doing her homework and my dad made her stop. He <laughs> said, you need to stop doing your homework because when you stop doing your homework, the Bills were doing better. So he literally forced my sister to stop doing homework and um, the Bills <laughs> turned around. So Cece, if you get a bad grade, I'm sorry, but it was worth it. You know, so. as a teacher, <laughs> everything that you just said... <laughs> Especially because of my new hat of teaching health this year. Chewing tobacco is bad, boys and girls. And do your homework at night unless the bills are on. That is teacher 101. <laughs> I'm cool with that. So that's funny, Pat. So your dad was happy. Your sister was happy when they came from behind then? Yeah, it was. I mean, just one of those deals where... It's it's interesting, though, because I, especially at the end of the game, I didn't know how to feel because I thought Devin Singletary was going to score with like 40 seconds left. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to lose. But um, to like have that awareness, I couldn't even I couldn't make my body move exactly one yard <laughs> to go from the two to the one. Like at the end of the game, that was that had me way more hype than the field goal kick was that yeah. conversion. Dude, that was some sadistic stuff that we used to do at the end of Madden tournaments. Do you guys remember yeah. this as kids? Like yeah. that was the ultimate D move was to, <laughs> if you only needed a field goal, just start kneeling on the ball at the five yard line and your, your opponent's like, no, I need to hit this guy and make him fumble, you know, like throw a pass, yeah. all this stuff. And like, no, this is literally the, I mean, this is that kind of clock management 
is really easy to talk about and like do in Madden. Obviously yeah. it's harder and somewhat harder in the NFL arena, I guess you can say, but you know, it was actually kind of cool to see like, Hey, you know, that's what we always used to do in Madden. That's like a good idea. That's the hundred percent win percentage. Don't let your opponent touch the ball. You know, no 13 seconds, no kickoff, no worrying about that. Just kneel in that thing and then to kick the game winner. And again, we've seen that before. Like you guys remember the end of the 2011 Patriots game. I'm pretty sure Fred Jackson ran down to the one and they they just kneeled on it for yes. two or three downs. To Which run was the that the down. last game they had trailed by 17 or more? And come back and win? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. We'd have to look that up. It was 2011 though. Yeah. So he did it twice in back-to-back weeks in 2011. Week two and week three was the last time that they had 17-point comebacks. Also, the part that I thought was interesting, like you said, John, talking about clock management. A couple of times in the Josh Allen tenure, we have seen the Bills four-minute offense come out, ice a game, clinch a game, or come back from behind. We saw in 2020 and 2019, what he had like, I want to say close to 15 fourth quarter comebacks. I mean, let's look this up to make sure it's straight. But I, I have an article right here pulled up on The Athletic by Tim Graham, who writes for the Bills about the Bills. And it says, Buffalo's four-minute offense pounds Tennessee into submission. This was in 2019, October 6, 2019, when they beat Titans 14 to 7. And it's one of those times that Remember the, that game? Yeah. If you remember the game. Duke Johnson game. Yep. Yeah, the on the final possession, the Bills had rushed for only 59 yards, but they wrapped up the final four minutes and 12 seconds in seven plays, 52 yards. And Allen took a two-yard loss on the kneel down. And they ran the ball out. And you didn't see it done this way this time because it was tied. So the Bills had to be a little bit more aggressive than the straight run plays. Because you had the Dawson Knox catch on a third down play. You had the Josh Allen scramble a couple times, right? He he. It was not easy to have this sort of successful clock management. It kept us on our toes. But this team's capable of doing it. They did it against the Jets, too. They've closed that team out in a four-minute offense in 2019. They've done it before. They can do it again. It gave me confidence that when the rubber hits the road, Josh can do it. He's proven it. Add another fourth quarter comeback to his tally. Let's see. How many do you think he has? Give me a number. Guess. Fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Well, I know he had six in one year, so maybe 11. Josh Allen in his career. Are we talking about fourth quarter comebacks to win or just fourth quarter? Or game-winning drives. Fourth quarter comebacks. Game-winning drives. Because a fourth quarter comeback could be us against the Bucs, but that doesn't necessarily constitute a win. True, but I would say that counts as a fourth quarter comeback. Or against the Chiefs. Also as a fourth. True. He got two against the Chiefs. Technically. If you want to count right. that. All right, right here. It says what year? Josh Allen overview. Eight fourth quarter comebacks, PFR. 12 game winning drives. This is according to pro football reference, but I want to get the year. Okay, he had one last one this year, three last year, five the year before, three the prior year. So eight fourth quarter comebacks, 12 game winning drives. Close with 11. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a good guess. Sorry, you're gonna have to do some. Well, let me there. let me let me ask you about your confidence level too, because we obviously have that kind of confidence level for Josh on a last drive, and they have had their fair share. I feel like last year there were a lot of times where they had the ball inside of the last five minutes of a game, and they couldn't capitalize for whatever reason. You know, like that happened a little bit last year. It happened against the Dolphins too. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to go down the road of oh, can the Bills not win one score games? I think that was that was like a little bit of a baloney thing. Question for you, John. I have a stat on this. 
real quick. With a 20, this is from the Buffalo Bills PR. They tweeted this. With the 23-20 win versus the Ravens, the Bills improved to 33-23 and 23 under Sean McDermott in games that were within one score in the fourth quarter. That 5-8-9 winning percentage ranks seventh in the NFL since 2017 when he took over. So for all those people saying the Bills can't win one score games. Was there a question in there? No, I just had a statement. Sorry. <laughs> it was a flatulent. <laughs> I was going to make it a trivia thing and ask you how many games over 500 do you think the Bills are in one score games, but it's 10. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. actually saw okay. the, the PR yeah. tweet that too, yeah. so I probably would have said 10. Okay. But <laughs> no, anyway, so speaking of confidence level and also, Pat, when you said the Duke Johnson game, was that the Duke Williams game? Duke Williams. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, you're good. Yes. I just want to make sure I was like... slant over the middle for a touchdown. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. that's what I was remembering. That's anyway, apologies, yes. So, speaking about your confidence level with the Bills, uh, did that waver at all in the first half, watching the offense kind of sputter? And Because it wasn't just fumbles and stuff like that, you know. Are, are you worried about the Bills moving forward, and do injuries play a part in that now with Isaiah McKenzie and concussion protocol, Jake Kumaro down, and now we have... Crowder out for the foreseeable future with a broken ankle. How are we? And also Gabe Davis kind of under delivering. I think he's still hurt a little bit in the ankle and hasn't really been productive since that happened. Like where's, where's your confidence level at right now? Are you worried? Are you kind of worried? Are you not worried at all? Like you're just going to like, you know, Josh Allen is King. He'll get it done. I mean, what's the other option? I guess, you know, right. But yeah, I mean, Shaka Khan, Tupac Shakir, um, Khalil Shakir, um, you know, uh, Isaiah Rashad, Ahmad Jamal, um, you know, a, a couple of those are musicians, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, get them out there. I think, you know, that's the, that's the one great thing about our team, about our general manager is that this team is, is built to, uh, you know, sort of, I don't want to say deal with injuries as they come because we don't expect them to come all the time, but you know, I, I have confidence in the way this roster is assembled and, you know, I, yeah, because we'll we've be definitely right. always said that, right? Because it always seems like, wow, the Bills have a deep roster. You know, Brandon Bean, good job. And they've always had that injury luck. Like in the Sean McDermott era, I don't think they've ever been this banged up. But so I, I guess it's being tested. So how do we feel about who's here and who's on the street? Do we think wide receiver wise, do we feel comfortable bringing up Isaiah Hodgins and depending on Khalil Shakir, or are we looking at, you know, Will Fuller, OBJ down the line? Which which of those two options sound better to you, if if possible, with the free agents even? Because I don't even know where we're at with cap space at this point. Now, maybe this is a curveball for you, John, but I know a gentleman on a practice squad in the NFL that knows Josh, knows the offense, and played pretty good for us previously. Oh Are you talking about that shorter... <clears throat> Shorter man from University of Wyoming who's only on the team because he's Josh's friend and has a great haircut. Uh, no, this person. Yeah, I think he was talking. I think he was talking, I was talking Cole Tanner Be- Gentry. Cole, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Ding, ding. Yes. I'm thinking Cole now. Beasley played snaps. He had one catch for five yards in the game last night um, with the Bucks. Interesting. So I didn't he see is that. signed to the active roster. Okay. I don't Never think he was then. a practice. Yeah. Unless I'm not sure. I'll have to check on this. I don't know if they used him as a practice squad call-up, which you only get a limited number per game, or if they signed him to the active roster and to put him back on the practice squad, he would need to be released. No, I mean, in all so, seriousness, the Bills aren't going to do that. They, There is a lot said after the with tweets and personal stuff, I think, that went down with Cole Beasley besides that, whatever narrative you want to spin. 
Um, but he would, a guy like him would be great to give a call. But the guy that I want is Odell. Obviously, this Khalil Shakur in-house flashed awesomeness. He was quick. He had smart field awareness to get his feet down on another critical third down within that final drive. It was nice to see he he made a comment. He's like, I just went out there to try to play. He's like, I ran my route. He's like, I knew when the play was called that the ball was my, I was the first read. So he's like, I had to think quick because the ball was going to be there. And he's like, it was right in my chest when I made my break and I got my feet down and it was an easy call. Um, so he's like, well, wasn't that Josh was kind of doing, I mean, there's a little bit of a scramble drill in that play too. Cause Josh had to roll out of the pocket and he was pretty much the only option over he there. Had two at that catches, point. right? He had two catches. Yeah, the yeah. other one was like a just a screenplay, I think. Okay. Um, the one that you're thinking of is the one that I think yeah. I'm thinking of. I think Josh, Josh needed extra right time on that. Yeah. Left. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So and then hit him at the last second. Because they so. were asking him about if he was nervous or not being out there and how he was going to fill in. And I just remember when we went to training camp, Pat. Do you remember how much time Isaiah McKenzie was spending with Khalil Shakir? We talked about it. That's what I was. That's what I was telling my dad that yeah. if there was anyone ready to take his position, yeah. just because, like you said, the the amount of reps that you know they switched on and off with each other. And I, I guess even though Isaiah's hurt, you know, to be able to learn from someone that has been there before, I think is, is beneficial for him. It was really sure. cool because Isaiah has is like the longest tenured bill in this offense, even with Josh Allen now, because he was brought in earlier than a lot of these guys, just not playing enough and letting that knowledge and that friendliness, just the welcoming, the welcoming crowd to an offense as a wide receiver. It helps so much in that room to have guys be teachers. I just, even in our playing days, it was always... You knew the guys that played receiver that were nice and would help you versus you knew the guys that were out there to get theirs. And none of the guys on the bills really are there to get theirs. And it was cool to see. You always wonder maybe who did that with Isaiah when he came on. Did Cole Beasley kind of work with Isaiah like Cole's working with or or whoever else was in the slot at the time, you know, over the course of his time here. But having Crowder in the room is still good for Shakir as well, I think. I hope that he at least sticks around the team and he can learn from the veteran. This is just like, let him be a sponge and take in all the knowledge that he can. Cause I think he's going to have a big breakout coming up these next few games. Cause we're going to need him. Yeah. We're going to need him. I'll tell you the other place that Isaiah McKenzie was really valuable was, was actually against the dolphins. Isaiah McKenzie knows how to play every single wide receiver spot. And he actually had to, in the Dolphins game because he was the only player who wasn't cramping up at the end of the game. Man's in shape. He had some cramps early on, but he said that he's like the cramps, you know, I was free of the cramps by the end of the game. And so he's like, I'm playing Diggs' spot. I'm playing Gabe's spot and his own slot spot, you know, at that point too. So, you know, that that's invaluable to have on your team, a guy that at least even just knows all the positions and can, not only just know what to do on each play, but do it without thinking twice. Right. Because that being on the same page with Josh, no matter what is really important because it all it takes is one little slip up to throw an interception. You know, somebody doesn't break soon enough. The timing is off. That's an interception, you know, game inches, obviously. But so I think he's going to be sorely missed, but I am looking forward to seeing a little bit more of Khalil Shakir. And speaking of rookies that we want to see more of, how are you guys feeling about the James Cook train? You know, obviously he's been low on touches. I think he's got like 10 touches on the year and seven of them, seven of them were in garbage time against the Titans. So had a couple drops and obviously the fumble at the beginning of the year. Do you think that 
they're showing any kind of lack of confidence in him or do you think it's just like they're just trying to break him in because he's he's a rookie one thing about and they've they have talent on the team one thing about mckenzie he's from miami florida so this dude played i was just gonna say that he's from florida you know growing up and then he went to georgia as well so this dude is in shape he's a freak athlete he knows the heat i'm not upset about having him on our roster ever he's worth every penny uh james cook if he can't hold it high and tight and spiral point that triangle handball, you know, like that, that they say every single coach says. But it was really interesting to hear Sale and Jeremy argue about this on air because Sale, uh, when I talked to Sale at the Bills game, he was telling me how much he wanted to be a college coach. And he sounded like a coach on air when he was talking. And Jeremy sounded like every one of us. Like, he's not going to get better if you don't give him reps. And Sale's like the coach. Well, do your job then and you can get in. Like I like you don't show okay, up. But like, get it's in. Like, what would you say to that if you're talking about Singletary who fumbled the exactly? Ball, and that's what Jeremy said. And yeah, and he was right back into the game. Yeah. And, you know? and they say four like, years of history lets him do that. But first of all, Singletary has been our best runner between the tackles. So having him with that is better. But I don't know. I James Cook needs to get on tape because they need let other teams game plan for that let they need a leading rusher that isn't josh allen yeah he, yeah. he rushed yeah. 11 for 70 that's so much contact in a game right but he didn't even really get going until the second half which is also the offense was stumbling that the inefficiency of our run game really stalled out the first couple drives if you saw well, there were a couple third and ones dude where it was just like yeah that oh seems to be their kryptonite like what is that is it because there's no threat of them getting it on like their line just can't win if they need to. And it's, it's funny because we started the year first two games and I felt good about our offensive line after the Rams game. I was like, all these problems from last year gone. And they're all back again. All this stuff like pass protection breakdowns. You've got nobody can run block to save their life apparently. And I get the injuries are a significant part of that. There was cramping in the Miami game. Um, so I don't want to totally overreact, but I think there's at least a little bit of a cause for concern uh, there. But my favorite, my favorite play that second and three, about three minutes to go in the third quarter where it was like a bootleg. Josh Allen fakes the handoff, tucks the ball in like his belly and turns and runs. And like he's one on one with either the outside linebacker or the corner. And he's wins that matchup every time when you're going on speed and size and strength. He's be- he's bigger, stronger and faster than the linebacker, which is rare for a quarterback and the corner. So like he always does a little pump fake. Because you got a guy right there and it kind of gets the corner a little inaccurate and imbalanced. I just I wish they would do that more instead of like just these up the gut plays. But if they're not going to run Josh on bootlegs like that or I I like I, I agree with you. I love yeah, the naked bootlegs. And, 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 and yeah, they either they either run that more or they find somebody else to get the ball to on that play. You need, You need a James Cook. Even if you get Singletary and Cook on the field at the same time somehow, which they did in Miami due to injuries. But the tough thing is like James Cook isn't the short yardage back. You know, that's not what he is. And that's like Devin Singletary himself is probably more suited to that role. And they really want Zach Moss to be that short yardage guy. But I mean, I'm I'm telling you that like Deion Sanders might not be able to dodge some of those tackles in the backfield when your offensive line is just getting broken down. So yes, I I like I'm I don't really need to see more of Zach Moss. I feel like running him on a first and ten after a turnover is just kind of a drive killer. Oh, you know? dude, that was don't even get me started with that series, dog. But 
And like, I, I really think you should be going to your strength on first down. I mean, I, they're going to, this is going to happen this year, guys. It, it's like, they're going to try to establish the run. It's probably not going to go well. Most of the time, we're going to be thrilled if they have a game where they can rush the football, but their identity is the offense runs through Josh. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like first down runs with this team as much if they're not being creative, but they're m- way more successful. Just swinging the ball out to digs. If the corners are playing off. They tried to run a couple of, you know, this was like my favorite safe play in Madden when we were growing up, the, just the halfback, you know, screen or whatever, yeah. where James Cook dropped a couple of those. So, you know, granted, they were trying to get it in his hands, but when they do, he makes one guy miss and it's a 9, 10-yard, 11-yard gain right there. So I like that as a run game. You try to establish the run up until a point, and then you're just like, if it's not working, your offensive line has got to do something different. Or you just got to figure out something else to move the ball consistently in, in, in short yardage situations. Because third and one is like the kryptonite of the Bills offense right now. And I, it definitely shouldn't be for a team that converts third downs at the highest rate in the NFL going into the weekend. So I'll give them that. It's also but, interesting because third down was such a huge factor. I didn't like the play call sequencing, really. The, the efficiency just wasn't there to make these run plays worth it. Zach Moss got six touches that resulted in almost nothing. Um, plus possibly less than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. And, and just to have the Ravens had, I read this somewhere and I'm not going to be able to give it credit, but the Ravens had like, they were converting 30% of third downs that were more than eight yards. And that was last in the league. So the bills had the best third down defense, And it was like for the first time they had faced like one third down of like less than eight yards. They had just kept every single team in second and long and third and long because their defense was doing so well. And the Ravens were constantly getting ahead of the chains on first and second down in that beginning of the game. And when they came out and they said that they'll, I, I don't remember which player made the comment, one of the, one of the coaching staffs, maybe, or maybe the Von Miller or somebody on defense said that they were really showing what they were about to do to Lamar. And then when they switched to halftime, they started disguising their blitz looks and their coverage looks a little bit more, and it totally neutralized them. But it was their success on first and second down, being able to run the ball with their massive running backs. J.K. Dobbins had a good game. That's how we have seen the Bills get beat before. With the, If the Bills can stop these runs on first and second downs, they turn into a totally different team. Because if you can get the Bills in a third and long situation with their secondary you're playing to their strength, but if you can get them in a third and two or a third and three, it makes it a lot easier to beat our team. And the Ravens did that starkly well in the first half. And that's like the difference between the two halves. I thought. Yeah. And I'll say this too. We haven't even talked about the defense yet. How about Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, that game, big boys, like, they made, they made some superstar plays like. Pay them. Yeah. Pay them what they no, want. Matt Milano was, God, he had to have, what did I read in the box score? Like 15 tackles. And, yeah, it was it was uh, insane. He was all over the place. Tremaine Flash, too, like, you know, I know people have this discussion all the time. Do they pay Tremaine? Do they not pay Tremaine? And, you know, I don't want to have that conversation right now, but the, the dude is good at his position. And, you know, I, I think, you know, if you want to make the point that he doesn't make enough Flash plays, I think that that's not been the case this year at all. I think he has flashed, and we've seen him all over the field, and, 
you know, I love when they when they blitz him because they do it very they do it like once or twice a game. If you've got Tremaine Edmonds running at you, I'd be scared to death as a quarterback. Even if you are Lamar Jackson, you saw him chasing down on that one play. Assists but, plus tackles. Matt Milano had thirteen, and Tremaine Edmonds had nine. But I love this tweet. The Bills defense getting Von Miller, Tim Settle to that defense was like getting Steph Diggs for Josh Allen. It Tremaine Edmonds needs a good line. Like it was like Tremaine Edmonds is being unlocked more and more every single game with the way that this and D with, line is with playing. A depleted yeah. defensive line like Dequan with, Jones I mean, without Jordan his, Phillips exactly and without yeah. Ed Oliver right. as well. It too. was King Rich nine eight seven bib upgrading the D line for Edmonds is like Josh Allen getting Steph Diggs. That was the tweet. And I like yeah. that tweet. I thought it was true. Respect. Um, yeah. And oh my about God. Those how, guys, about, uh, how about, oh, sorry, go ahead, Pat. No, I was going to say, what about those boys in the defensive backfield as well? Who knew DeMar Hamlin could play? Number one. I mean, he, he had a terrific game. This staff, um, and then this also Jordan staff, Poyer. Right? I mean, yeah, Jordan Poyer. I, yeah. On track <laughs> to have 17 interceptions. I mean, obviously I don't think that's the case, but I mean, mathematically speaking. Um, so that, that's Pope. cool to see some depth. Pay that um, man. Yeah. Pay him. Well, didn't I mean Dane Jackson played a fair amount too, right? Yes. Yeah, it was good did to see him play, back. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie Elam had a great day as well. He did. Yeah, zero targets even. I think on all of his coverage snaps. Well, look at this. The last. Sorry, John, to cut you off. No, you're good. The uh, good. what? So Mark Andrews went for what? That's what I was going to bring up too. Yeah. Mark Andrews had what two catches for like 13 yards? 15 or something yards. Like that? Then you go the week before Tyreek Hill, two catches for 33 yards. The week before that, Derrick Henry, 13 carries for 25 yards. The only superstar that has done damage to us is the wide receiver for St. Louis. What is his name? Cooper Cub? Not St. Louis. Cooper wow, I got it totally wrong. <laughs> the only superstar that has done damage to us is the LA wide receiver Cooper Cup who went off. But he was the only guy that went off. So you've seen these two different strategies like let Cooper Cup go off and we'll stop everybody else and we'll still beat you. Or will shut down your best player and will still beat you. So, yeah, you pick. Bill Belichick and all over the place. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be turned to McDermotting. <laughs> McDermotting. I like it. I like it. Was there a uh, jump through the ceiling moment on that uh, goal line stand? How are you? Boys oh my feeling? god! Yes. I almost jumped through my ceiling like three or four times during that game. Like the Poyer interception for sure. After they Both kicked Poyer the game. Interception. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and obviously after the game winning field goal, but. Yeah, I'm no. the worst man. I look over and my friend I'm watching the game with, and I said to her, I was like, when it was first and goal from the one, I'm like, just let him score, give us the ball back, and, and let's come down and have to score a touchdown. I was like, let him score, let him score. I just want as much time on the clock as possible. Two plays go up, and then it's fourth. And I, was I like, mean, if Matt Milano doesn't make that TFL, and that was like a three or, TFL, or Hamlin dude. make the stop on Lamar on third down when he steps up to Lamar, he yeah. doesn't wait. Uh, and then the third down comes around. I was like, you know, we do have a pretty good goal line defense. And then the next is fourth and goal. I was like, I knew we would do it. It's just like just the typical Bills fan of running I around. Give, I, I give Leslie Frazier a lot of yeah. credit for drawing up some pressure on that fourth down too. Because he's definitely been accused of being too conservative in big situations and dropping guys into coverage. Yeah, but he got but lucky. The, he didn't the pressure cover. on Lamar... That guy. The pressure on Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Again, you know. What was his name? <laughs> to, the, to the victor go the spoils, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Devin Dubernay. Devin Dubernay was wide open for like 10 seconds. So we yeah, got lucky. Was, but you got to get lucky yeah. to be good sometimes. Do you want to know the last time the Bills had a nice goal line stand against the Ravens in a playoff game and a pick six that will live in history? The Bills. Yeah. The Bills goal line you defense. You didn't get to see man. it though, right? You got to see yeah, the, uh, the armpits of a man hugging you. Yeah, I saw some of it. Anyway. Uh, um, strangers embrace. Still one of the best games ever. But <laughs> the Bills goal line defense, I feel like is stronger. I always, in the NFL, I just never, I hate goal line plays for some reason. It's just like, let's go. We're going to get to a commercial. Then my team's going to get the ball back seven points down more. The lead's going to be subtracted. So, uh, yeah. The Bills always, I always get pleasantly surprised with the red zone defense of the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to search that. Let's see. Red zone defense. Because it always seems like, at least with the eye test, they do well holding teams or getting a turnover or getting a goal line stand like they get, like they did today. Like at least three points. We're going to be losing at some point. That's going through everybody's um, head. My, my guess on this statistic is it's going to be average confirmation bias, but I could be wrong. But while you're looking that up, well, let's take a break real quick because when we come back, we'll touch on that really quick and then do some quotes with Pat. So stick around. Yeah, yeah. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once in a lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. So the red zone difference total 
Red zone offense allowed. Guess where the Bills are. Top five, top 10, top 15, or... Top 15. I'm going to go 12. Okay. Daddy? Pat? I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> where do you think the Bills rank in red zone defense? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a subjective because, I mean... There's, no, there's Pat, certain points. Brandon has an objective stat in front of him. Guess like I have like a number, number right here. Just tell I know me I'm, the, I'm the best at not answering questions. <laughs> Are these um, a top five, from top one 10, to top 15, or no, bottom top, 32? Top 10? They are maybe? number four. The teams ahead of them oh, are okay. Tampa Bay, right. New England, and Denver. They, How far back does that stack That's go? just for this season. I have the previous season. Don't oh, you worry. Season? Don't you this worry. Season? That's oh, this season? I would have guessed higher for this season. Okay. I thought you were thinking All like right. a rolling average last for like last season, five or six. 21, no, no, 22. I'm, no, I'm thinking like last five, ten years. I have I all of them right here. I have them all. All of them? Yeah. Can you average them all together? Uh, no, that's just a lot of math that I wasn't prepared to do on the show. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, they're probably <laughs> top five last two years, I'm going to guess, because they were one of the best score, if not the best scoring defense. And that really equates to red zone stops at that I'm going to go back to Josh's rookie year. 2018-2019. So we go back there. So I'm just trying to remember randomly the defense from that year. Um, They're 25th. I'll right. just tell you. They're 25th that year. Okay. And then you go to 19-20, which was the Houston playoff game. The Bills make a huge jump to... To 8th. 7th. Okay. And then enough. in 2021, their red zone defense dropped significantly to 26th again and then the 2021 season they're second so last year they were second in the nfl stats guy brando all right let's get to quotes guy pat what do you got for us buddy all right quote number one uh this player um apparently felt very confident in their skateboarding abilities they said if you give me six tries, I can probably land a kickflip. <laughs> Current player? Uh, recently retired. Eli Manning. Emmanuel Sanders? Close. Which one of Same us was position. close? Which one of us was close? <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. T.O. He's a guy you could see, definitely. He used to have long hair. Um, I actually watched him kicked the crap out of the University of Buffalo when he was playing at Kent State, playing quarterback, even though obviously he doesn't play uh, quarterback, you know, or didn't in the NFL. Quarterback converted so that's Julian Edelman long or hair. Yes. Julian Edelman. Yeah. That's old school Julian when he had the long yeah, hair. I was going to say, but, way old um, school. Nice. Good deduction there, Brando. That was good. Um, I got one for you. Side note, I freaking hate Julian Edelman. Anyway, keep going, Pat. Yeah, he, he uh, strange guy. Um, I just can't like, even, I just can't like, even. just like the, the, the cheap shots and the added, I don't know. Yeah. So this one right here, Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He needs me to play football. Mike Evans. Is this an Antonio, Antonio Brown quote? Dude, I've got, I, well, hold on. Let me find another one here, man. Come Dude, on, did man. I get Antonio Brown right? Yeah, nice. Antonio <laughs> Brown had a terrible weekend. In lieu of, um. Antonio Brown's about to be uh. on the registry, number one. Number two, did you see that um, that picture he tweeted with Giselle? Yeah, dude, the guy's on a... I did not uh, see that. 
What happened? What was yeah, that? He's got like a picture of him hugging Giselle after the Super Bowl, oh and it looks God. like they're about to kiss. Oh God. Yeah, look that up, yeah. Brandon. Tell me what you think. And knowing that Tommy Boy's got some relationship problems, I don't even care about that. But dude, the fact that he was in—I don't even care if you're in wherever he was, Dubai or whatever, exclusively rich nation slash city. I don't know, man. I just, I was gonna, I already had used on the show. I'm a good guy with a good heart and I have good intentions. So I couldn't use that, but, um, I figured I'd throw, you know, he's always in the news and stuff. I want to do some of his rap lyrics maybe as a, uh, a quote coming up here, but. Nice. Do you want, do you want to throw one more quote in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just make it a 40 minute or while we're at it. I have one. I have one <laughs> as well. Cool. This one, um, if you guys are wondering, in honor of Yom Kippur, which is happening, today is the third, so this will um, probably, you'll be listening to this episode. Um, today's Monday, so by the time this episode airs, it will be the Hebrew holiday of Yom Kippur. In honor of that, I'm going to read you all a quote from a former MFL player. Former NFL player. I'm proud of my Jewish heritage. And for me, it's not just about religion. It's about community and culture as well. Anti-Semitism is one of the oldest forms of hatred. It's rooted in ignorance and fear. Former NFL player, give us position. Or don't if that gives it away, don't do that. Offense or defense? Offense. What would give it away more? The team that he played for or the position that he played? Wide receiver. Jewish wide receiver. Chris Collinsworth. No. Randy Moss. Let's see. What other hints could I give? I'm still going down. This player the line. grew up. This player grew up in California. Okay. Um, Heinz Ward. No. Um trying to think of something else. Recently retired. That would he was a national pop Warner champion. Um that helps. He went, no clue. <laughs> he went on TV and talked about how his father beating him after games was actually good for oh, him as a young football that player. Bad. Um, That's not good. Let's see. Uh, he is a three-time Super Bowl champion. He's pretty good with his skateboard. Julian Edelman. It's Julian Boo. Edelman, yes. Happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> Happy Yom Kippur. Uh, repeat. <laughs> Repeat. I, I got you, boys. I, you yeah. stumped me with that. Pat's yes. using some tactics now. Yeah. Listen, I'm just trying to be festive, boys. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's hilarious. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Uh, feel free to check out the merch site while it's still up. The link is in the description of the podcast. So far, we've, so far we've given away more stuff than we've sold. So, you know. Maybe just uh, check in on the giveaways at this point. I don't know. Those are on Twitter. And take a look for uh, the articles coming out on Buffalo Rumblings website. Those are always worth the read. What what day is your article coming out this week? Uh, I'm not really sure. Maybe hopefully by Wednesday. Everything's up and running. Yeah, it should be Tuesday night or Wednesday. Keep a look out for Mr. B's breakdowns. Uh, The last one after the Miami game was really well done. I enjoyed it. I love editors, man. We're excited for you, buddy. Yeah, Buffalo Rumblings got some good editors. So. <laughs> they got some good writers. Come on. They got some good writers and some good editors. Good Buffalo rumblings. Uh, true, true, true. Multiverse extravaganza of media. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. Go Bills. Go Bills.
Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.